Welcome to Independence, the FIEC podcast. Uh, my name's Phil Topham. I'm Executive Director of the FIEC. And with me today is our Head of National Ministries, Adrian Reynolds. Uh, good morning, Adrian, and a Happy New Year. Well, a Happy New Year to you, Phil, and to everyone who's listening. How many um, pop songs can you name that are based around Happy New Year? Uh, I can't name any off the top of my head, I don't think. You are not the cultural icon. No, I, 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 I could do some Christmas ones. With Abba. Wizard, Slade. No. Abba, Happy yeah. New Year. No. That, I've never heard of that. Deacon Blue. Old Lang Syne. Old Lang Syne. <laughs> well, anyway, um, Very we, won't, good. we won't be singing those in the office. We, we will, but we are, we, are, we are going to talk today about the year ahead. Uh, what's ahead for FYEC? What's ahead for us uh, as an organisation, as a family of churches? But before we get into that, what do we think some of the trends are going to be this year, both in the culture and, and in the church? Let me kick you off. In the culture, the cost of living crisis is going to dominate, isn't it? That's going to be a big theme this year. Well, I I wonder if it's the, you know, it's interesting. Um, we don't want to get into the news mm, too much, mm. but Rishi Sunak has just given his um, little speech. There are some dominant themes there, aren't there? Yeah. So it's cost of living crisis. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. NHS waiting yeah, yeah, lists. Yeah. Um, it's about um, migration. Yeah. That's going to constantly be in the news. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Cost of living crisis is going to loom very large, I guess, for for our churches and mm. for, for members of our and churches. For individuals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In terms of the church, things that perhaps won't make it into Rishi's f- top five <laughs> list, but what kind of things do you think the church will be wrestling well, with? Well, here's one that perhaps ought to make it into Rishi's list, <laughs> which is I I, I think um, we're reeling a little bit, aren't we? Evangelicals are reeling from scandals and mm. um, rumours and accusations and all sorts of things that have been going on. Um, and I, I think multiplied um, so that they look as though they're happening in every church, which they're not, but that there are leadership crises, mm. I think, in terms of culture. And and I think, rightly, there will be a reflection this year more on culture. Um, and, and I think, actually, that's one of the things that FIC can do is, is we can help our churches think clearly about what a healthy leadership mm. culture looks like. We had a great um, webinar, seminar, at the Leaders Conference. I don't know if you've listened to it. Richard and Karen yeah, Lacey yeah. did it really super. And we'll put the link um, through to that. Just to begin to think about how do we develop really healthy leadership cultures. Well, what's very interesting, I think, I mean, you see more of these, Phil, than I do, so you'll be able to comment on this more than I can. But but I think it's interesting how many of the um, the scandals, if you like, or, or the just the bad leadership decisions could have been avoided hmm. if there had been better processes, better cultures in place. I think that's possibly true. I don't think COVID has helped in some ways because I think we've uh, become maybe, more yeah. disembodied um, over a couple of years. So we've not been uh, gathering in the same room with people. I think that has not helped. I don't think that's the root problem. So do you think that's, rela- that's about relationships, Correct. isn't it? That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's relational. Yeah. Uh, and I think we, we, we need to think about, about that in terms of the way uh, we pastor our people, the way we care for the flock. So it's interesting, isn't um, it? We, we tend yeah. to think about Regathering, post COVID, we talked about regathering in terms of just getting people back to church, back to meetings. But actually, it's about recommuning, isn't yeah. it? It's regathering into community. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I think we've got to really invest in. Um, and I, I think that means for some churches, as it indeed it has for FIC office staff, that sometimes you just need to get together and not have a plan for what you do, mm-hmm. just to hang out and spend time yeah, together. Uh, absolutely. And, and that's that's been missing, hasn't it? Absolutely. So when are we going to watch Bolton this year? Uh-huh. I think we were at Burton Albion in a few weeks. Oh, which is just not, oh. That was the game we never got to last year because yeah. got, we got waterlogged pitch, it got yeah. called off. So, uh, so, so you, you mentioned um, we can help churches this year. Yeah. What, what, what do you mean by that? What, what's well, FIC for in that respect? It's a good question, isn't it? I mean, people, um, you, you, you know this because people phone you up, first of all, when they want to think about joining FIC mm, mm. Um, or indeed leaving. But, um, but let's think about joining for a moment. And um, one of the questions people often ask is, what's FIC for? You know, or, 
or more crudely, what do I get for my money? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a fair enough question, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah. And when we go to churches um, and we talk to church members um, who are more removed, if you like, from the from the network of churches, that's one of the questions people often ask. You know, we, we pay this sum of money every year. What do we get for it? And I, I think broadly speaking, that the, quest, the, the answer to the question is very, very simple, that what we exist for here centrally mm. is simply to help our churches. Mm, mm, We're mm. not a denomination. We try and do some of the things that a denomination would efficiently, but we don't have any authority or any control or power and that's right because we're a network of independent churches. But what we can do centrally, employed by our churches, that's what we're here to do, mm. is help our churches. And we, we do that in a number of different ways. We do it um, as individuals in one-to-one -one meetings or one to just to a few. Yeah, um, yeah. And then there are sort of national things that we do as well. And so one of the ideas behind having this episode really is just to say, what are some of the ways you want to try and help our churches in 2023? And one of those ways is coming up next week, we've got the Hub Conference. Now, yeah, by the time right. this goes yeah. out, I think bookings will have closed. But but tra training is a, helping our leaders. I'm just looking across to, to our producer, Joel. Is it? Okay, yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Bookings have closed yeah, yeah, for the Hub by, Conference. By the time this gets, gets yes. But that is one of the ways we, we help churches and leaders to think about raising the next generation, isn't it? It is. And um, again, it's a, a hub, hub Conference is a really good example of, of how the relationship between us centrally and churches work. Yeah. It's not a selection conference. People don't come along and get the sort of the FIEC seal of approval. There is no such thing. Mm. And the, the choice of, of raising people up for, for leadership and, and training them, that's the responsibility of the local church. But we're there to help local churches mm. Mm. as they seek to raise people up. And actually, people come along to the hub just for, for, a, for time away from church, to meet some other people, to explore some different opportunities. And, and we work with church leaders to help and advise and counsel. And it's really thrilling this year, actually, to see numbers up, mm, to see mm. that pipeline begin to strengthen again. Mm. Um, I think over the last 10 years, one of my observations, it's just anecdotal looking at the leaders' conferences, the average age of an FIC leader is definitely younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, it needs to be younger still, though. Mm, mm. Um, and we, we need to get a, a new generation of leaders um, serving in churches and working in churches and equipped to, to do that. And so actually it's really thrilling to see. I think there's, uh, we've just got over 60 people coming this year um, so far and the bookings are still open as we speak. Mm. So uh, really thrilling to see, you know, people actually really seriously thinking about ministry and uh, we want to help churches in that. And it's not just senior pastors, is it? So this is men and women who will be seeing at the hub. And then we've got that's lots right, of things yeah. coming up for, for, for women this year as well in terms of Yeah, our, that's right. And yeah. um, I think uh, the ministry that we provide for women in ministry or the service that help we provide for women in ministry, whether those are wives of people who are serving or those who are serving in their own right, importantly. I think that's that's a really key part of our of our work. And um, the, the two we run two conferences, we provide lots of other things as well, but we provide two conferences, one for um, ministry wives, mm -hmm. which is called the Ministry Wives Retreat. Ministry Wives Retreat. Yes. And then we run another called Thrive, which is for women who are serving in ministry. They're both in May. Mm -hmm. And that's for women who've been set aside by their church for pastoral ministry amongst women, isn't that's it? Right. Specifically, that's I right. Think. And yeah, we've yeah. moved the venue this year mm. because we were full up. Mm -hmm. So we've moved to the Hayes Conference Centre, which means there's plenty of scope. So I think if, if you're listening to this and you've, um, you're thinking, you know, how, how can the church serve people like that well? One of the things to do is, is to give them fellowship and help and input from mm. other women who are serving. I think I narrowed that too much as well. I don't think it's just for women who've been set aside to serve amongst other women. I think it's women who've been set aside that's to right. serve in the that's, pastoral that's ministry exactly, of any of any sort. Exactly right. yeah. Yeah. And just a, a plea on that really, which is um, I think the ministry-wise conference is really important. I've, I've been involved with um, conferences for, for, for ministers for, for a number of years, um, probably 15 years almost. And, and I think the wise conferences are really, really important. Mm. And I think churches should be investing 
in the wives of those who are serving and um, not having the wives shouldn't have to pay for themselves. They should be sent along by churches. So yeah, there's, there's yeah. something to think about. And that's, that's an awkward conversation, isn't it, Phil? Because, you know, if, if you're the pastor of a church, yeah. um, you know, going on to the elders meeting and saying, you know, will the church pay for my, for my wife yeah, to, yeah. Um, uh, to, to come to, along? Yeah. So instead you just send a copy of this podcast okay. to your <laughs> listen, other elders. Listen, listen to this between say, about minutes. This is, this is the way that the FIC yeah, are going to help fine. you is by trying to persuade the church that actually that's a really good investment to make. Now you've talked a bit there about sort of training for those who are in pastoral ministry in churches, perhaps paid positions. Yeah, yeah. What about those who are in leadership in churches, um, elders perhaps specifically, but they've got uh, full-time jobs. They are, you know, they, they're, they're working outside of the church, but also serving within the church. Most of our churches have plural leadership yeah um and have men serving in all kinds of capacities um as volunteers but we provide very little input for them um and and the reason for that is just a very hard thing to do yeah because um you know typically an elder in a church might have a full-time job family um he's he's, you know struggling to get along to an elders meeting frankly let alone to a training program Mm. so that they tend to be um very time poor sometimes cash rich but very time poor and so I know you, you've been an elder in a church yeah, yeah, yeah. when you held down a full-time job. Mm. What was it like? Yeah, well, we, actually I didn't. So I'm not a great oh, okay. example. So I worked four days a week and gave the other day to church. Oh, okay. So I was Interesting. A bit, so I was a bit yeah. more, I wasn't bivocational as such, but, but yeah. Well, I think it that, is bi- that is bivocational. Well, okay, well, that, I didn't feel like that but because, uh, you know, that wasn't how I, I termed it. That's very kind of you. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but, but, it, but it obviously it, I think if I'd not had that Friday, you know, to plan services, write sermons, that kind yep. of thing, do some pastoral visiting. That that would have that would have been very full and mm. and and more difficult. I think actually it would have just meant I would have been able to do less. Yeah. 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 And you'd have been stretched. Yes. I guess. So um just a little aside, a little bypath meadow, as Bunyan would say. Um I, I think that's quite interesting. We need to develop more of those kind of flexible models where mm. people are serving in that way. Maybe mm. newly retired or people's who can, their jobs can, you know, give them that flexibility. I think it's worth, worth me saying, I made myself sound very holy there. That wasn't quite what happened. It was more that I applied for a job that wasn't full-time. And so I okay. kind of fell into it. Phil, but, but, I've always thought of you as a holy No, as a I, holy think, I, just, I just think it's just worth, <laughs> worth saying it wasn't kind of, a, it wasn't necessarily a, a deliberate decision. Well, but God's that, providence but it was a, is yeah, a marvellous exactly, thing. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and it was, yeah. I'm not saying it was a bad thing. It was a good thing, but yeah, it wasn't quite as intentional yeah. as that. But yeah, that's how it worked. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we've, Try to invest in providing some training for elders. And there are a few things that we're doing. Um, three things really that, that spring to mind. And this might be something you want to pass on in your church to guys. Mm. So the first is if they've just got a morning and they're in the Southwest, um, I'm involved in running a Southwest Gospel Partnership that morning really for elders, which is at the end of January, 28th of January. It's a Saturday morning. It's in Bristol mm-hmm. and um, or Bath or somewhere there. In that neck of the woods. (laughs) In that neck of the woods, somewhere beginning with B. And um, I'm going to be working with Ed Moll, who's an Anglican minister from the Southwest. Mm. We're going to split into tracks for independent and Anglican leaders. And we're going to provide some input for, you know, a very limited amount of input, obviously, in the morning. So that's that's one idea. And the the second thing is something I'm a bit more excited. Well, I'm excited about that. Sorry (laughs) to give the wrong impression. I'm very excited about that. I'm super excited about something we've developed with Keswick. You've been heavily involved in this, haven't you? Yeah. So right from the outset, really, we were thinking um, some of the training we want to provide to what we're calling lay leaders, although I know we don't like that term, but it it, it works itself into a word. Mm. Um, so training for lay leaders, um, we've been doing that with Keswick and we've got a kind of, um, I, I don't want to call it a boot camp because it's not so full on, but we, we planned a, a kind of a, a weekend that's mm. a day forward of a weekend. Now, Phil, hold hold on to yourself because this is quite exciting. Yeah, you're going to have to work this out. It runs Thursday to Saturday, which I know is not a normal weekend. Oh, well, that's a clever idea, isn't it? Because people can be back for local church on the Sunday. Well, that was the idea. So yeah, Thursday yeah. evening, 
Um, and then it means that people can just take one day holiday mm. from work or a day off from work and they can actually get the equivalent of a weekend but still be back for church life yeah, and yeah. have a bit of a rest. That was the idea. So we're running that with the folks at Keswick and that's happening in March. You can find out more by, by searching for Leading Well on the Keswick website. And what was really exciting about that last year is, is a church in Derby brought their whole eldership team. Mm. And this year, an FIC church in Southampton, of all places, which is quite a long way from Keswick, yeah. are taking their whole eldership Fantastic. team. Fantastic. And so yeah. that's a really good idea just for developing and growing and learning together. And then at Word Alive each year, um, a few of us run an, a, a, what's called an equip track, which again is for lay leaders, is for elders, for example, in church. So if you're along at Word Alive, that would be a great thing to tap into. Is that what Ray's involved in with you guys? Yeah, yeah so yeah. Ray uh, Evans, who works for us, and Marcus Honeyset, yes. um, and Tim Ward, um, who's... Uh, one of the trainers at Oak Hill College, John Stevens and myself, we mm. run that. Mm. Oh, and Jen Charteris. Yeah. Sorry, Super. I forgot to introduce Jen no, Charteris. That's which just makes me, um, just reminds me, talking about Ray, we have had some staff changes, Phil. Mm -hmm. So in terms of how we serve our churches, we basically serve our churches by employing people. Yeah. Um, and then asking those people to serve individual churches, produce resources, that kind of stuff. So there's been some staff changes, mm -hmm. haven't there, mm -hmm. that will actually impact and hopefully benefit yes. considerably and mm -hmm. um, the service that the help that we're able to provide to churches just outline some of the things that are going on uh, yeah so we've got some uh, new directors for different local areas Which who will be starting what? this year so essentially we're, we're seeking to uh, give people help on the ground where they are so if your church is in a particular geographical area what we're trying to do is develop some pilot projects whereby we can um, ask a guy to serve a, a day or two a week in that particular geographical area just to help gather churches work alongside yeah. them get alongside yeah. them serve and so support. they're pilots in one sense but not in another, are they? Because yeah. we've had a Scotland Absolutely. director for Scotland. And that's what they're, yeah, and that's yeah. what they're based on. So yeah. the, the two that are starting on the 1st of February are um, director for the West Midlands, which is Paul Mallard, right. uh, and also director for South Wales, which is Gareth Lewis. So those ones are definitely starting on the 1st of February. And we're hoping to have another one um, starting in Suffolk uh, later on uh, this year. Uh, and then also with with um, with Paul's appointment, he's not just going to be serving as director for the West Midlands. He's also going to be giving us a lead on theology. And you can probably say a bit more about that because yeah, you've been so, involved so in that, haven't you? we um, over, over lockdown we had a, a deep hard long look at really what FIC does and, and how we're structured and the kind of help that we are providing mm. to churches and asked lots of questions about where are the gaps and we identified some of the gaps yeah and um, some of the key gaps in fact four of the key gaps that we weren't really addressing um, and we wanted to get to grips with um, and we're going to address them in different ways but the four key gaps were helping churches think clearly about evangelism locally mm. and what that means how they are effective in their outreach helping churches think clearly about how they disciple people. How do they equip people to live for where they are? Mm. Um, you know, how do they equip people to be nurses and to be um, council workers and teachers? And how do they equip people who are struggling with maybe unemployment or disability? Or, you know, those kinds of questions about discipleship, mm. parenting. I, I um, think that just on that, that's really important, isn't it? Because sometimes I think we think when we've got a really good man or woman in our church, we immediately think, oh, they need to go into some kind of ministry. Actually, first and foremost, they need to be really good Christian men or women in the place where God has placed them. And actually, you might not have anybody else in that situation who's speaking up for the Lord Jesus, yeah, but that's those right. people are. Yeah. And, you know, the Pope has just died, or the old Pope, Pope has just died. And um, it's a good reminder that there are lots of points of difference between Protestantism and Catholicism. And one of them is this sacred, secular divide. Mm. We don't believe in a sec sacred, mm. secular mm. divide in that sense. So actually your your calling is divine, whether you're called to be, um, you know, a council worker yeah. on the, uh, you know, helping on the streets mm. or whether you're called to be a, a minister of a church, Absolutely. you know, it's still a divine calling mm. for you to act out. Yeah. Mm. So discipleship, um, local church leadership, which is constantly a, a challenge, which is not just, um, 
it, it, it's it's deeper and broader and wider than I think we we often think about it. So it's not just about raising up new full time workers. Mm. It's about equipping volunteers and how we do that. Um, it's about thinking of some some, some different models, mm. perhaps of workers in in church life. Uh, actually, Ray and I recorded a podcast about that before Christmas, which will be coming out in the, the, okay. the weeks ahead. So yeah, I look yeah. forward to it. Mm, mm. There e- we go. Excellent. Um, and final one, which is where Paul Mallard comes, Paul Mallard comes in, is um, thinking about theology mm. in the local church. And um, this isn't just a kind of dry and dusty. You know, what do we think about eter- eternal subordination of the Son? Um, but actually, is thinking about how do we as leaders help our churches be theologically, doctrinally rigorous mm. and, and appropriately so. So um, actually, it, it's not just about what do I as a church leader believe about subject A. Um, it's actually how do I communicate that truth to the church and, and mm. how do I work out how that truth cashes out in real life for the church? Yeah. How does it inform our praying as a church or our singing as a church or or what we do in small groups? So um, Paul Mallard is going to lead that work, which I'm really excited about. And uh, we're kicking off with that, um, hopefully, towards the end of February, I think. Yep, fantastic. And of course, as was mentioned before Christmas uh, on a podcast you did with uh, with John, uh, Graham Bynum will be joining us as our new head of local ministries later in the year as well, which is extremely exciting. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And um, Andy Hunter's been doing a great job um, looking after that sort of part of the, the, the work while Johnny's been recovering, mm-hmm. praying on for Johnny, of course, to make a, a full recovery. And, and part of that, the local conferences, aren't they? Tell us... Phil, what are the local conferences for? Yeah, so what the local conferences are designed to kind of rub into local church life the stuff we've done at the Leaders Conference. So obviously we thought a bit about um, doctrine, about our, our history, uh, about you know contending for the faith in the book of Jude um, when we gathered in, in November. And really the local conferences are about ca- how does that cash out on the ground for you as a local church right, leader? Right. So there are a number of these up and down the country, 20 plus, uh, aren't there, where, where we, we, d- we take some of that work and we just kind of, if, if you like, massage it in into local church life. Okay. And we're calling them Just Good Friends, mm. which was an 80s sitcom. It was. Phil, you're far too young to remember an 80s far, sitcom. Far too I'm, young. I'm almost too young. John Stevens remembers it very well because he's pretty old. Um, <laughs> I, I, I only just, just remember just, it. Just for the record, he's several months older than you, isn't he? That's about well, it. older, I think, is the, is the, is, word, is is the, the optimum part. word. Um, just Good Friends, a slightly naff middle-class sitcom, which was filmed um, just around the road from where I lived. Um, so there you go. That's how I know about it because um, uh, one of our friends, Lauren, it was her house, which was very exciting. Oh, Got paid a ton of cash wow. by the BBC. So yes, it's about connecting people. There will be one near you. So look up the dates, look up the places. We'd love to see you there. I think that's really important. And and the Leaders Conference was was great. Are you mm. are you still basking in some of the joy of the Leaders Conference? Film? I mean, I, if, you were a little bit nervous because new venue. It was, it was. I mean, I I, I, I can be honest uh, with everybody. Uh, I, you know. I just spent the first sort of 36 hours troubleshooting, quite okay. honestly. So I was, yeah. You had a full head of hair. Yeah, yeah well, I did before the conference. Before the conference. Yeah, no, no, but it was a good, no, it yeah. was a good time and we're grateful to the Lord and it was really good to gather and it was great to have, you know, almost a thousand people yeah. singing together. All the resources up? Um, yeah, I think everything's up now. So yeah, all the seminars. Um, so if you missed seminars, a seminar yeah, they were and all, you're thinking, I wish I'd gone to that. Yeah, they, I heard that was really good. Yeah, they're, they're only audio versions, the seminars. They weren't filmed, uh, but yeah, you know, great to listen while you're out yeah. for a real A couple of highlights that I've listened to. I, I was in, I hosted actually um, uh, the Laces, again, mm. Rich and Carolyn Laces um, seminar on creating a healthy church culture. Mm. I thought that was super. Mm. Um, two other seminars I've listened to, which I think are really high quality, are Graham Bynans, yes. who's coming to work for us. His, his one on... 
um, you know, some of the challenges facing churches, which I think ties into what we're talking about today. Mm. I think that's well worth an hour of your time, really clear, just on what it means to be an independent church and how mm-hmm. churches can support one another and connect together. Um, and then Phil Swan's um, seminar on trauma, um, I thought, I mean, you, you hosted I it. I hosted it, yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was great, again, really insightful. And this is one of the hot topics for us at the moment. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I thought Phil's seminar was the best seminar on any topic I've ever heard. That's quite a claim, isn't Hang it? Hang on, the best seminar oh, okay. on any topic. I've, it was the best seminar I've ever sat in full stop. Okay. Uh, just you, because um, it, was, it was practically helpful. It was down to earth. It was clear. Um, he, he, he was careful in the way he answered questions at the end. I just thought it was essential listening. Have you, have you told Phil that? Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, so Phil, if you're listening, <laughs> the best seminar Phil uh, Topham has ever been in. Uh, and the, the, other, the other one I was in, which was also excellent, was Colin Adams on how you deal with divisions in your eldership and how you lead well oh, yeah. when you're not that united. Yet. That okay. was really, really helpful. Okay. Practical wisdom for how you bring people along and how you arrive at a decision, how you present that to the church. I think all of that is just really, really so helpful. really great content. Great content yeah. to listen back yeah. to. And, and yeah, it's it, super. It makes me eager for this year. Yeah, absolutely. And just tell us a bit about what's happening in November. So 6th to 8th of November, um, same place mm. um, under the lights of Blackpool. Um, topic: Ministry of Justice. We're thinking about justice in 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 broad and specific terms. Mm. What it means to be um, those who follow a God of justice and seek to live in just ways in the world. That's quite a contentious subject, mm. and uh, we think we're mature enough to be able to tackle a contentious subject. We're not all going to agree on every element of it, but we want to explore it together. And make sure that we are living in ways that reflect um, God's goodness and justice in the world uh, without losing sight of um, the gospel calling mm. we have to go and make disciples. So, I, it, yeah, it's a tricky subject and we're, we're planning it through at the moment. So do pray for that. But actually, I think a really important one. And it, we can be a great fellowship together, can't we, even if we don't agree on every nuance of every detail. That's the whole point of FYC. Yeah, we right. disagree on, on matters exactly that right. aren't core and central to, to the central gospel that's truth. exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, one of the things we launched this last couple of years um, has been the podcast, the, this, that we're, we're now Ooh, involved in. Oh, the podcast, in. Phil. Yeah. But we, award-winning pod. It, it's see, not everybody, But everybody claims they're award-winning. Oh, come so on. I think if you give yourself an award, you can claim to be award-winning. We're, we're, we're not award-winning. We're not award-winning. We, we, just, uh, <laughs> we just talk about ministry. I just wanted to get in the phrase award-winning. It just isn't that. It's completely fake news. Um, Just (laughs) tell us a bit about what we've got planned for the podcast for this year, because actually there are lots of topics we can pick up on, lots of things we can do kind of broad introductions to. We can go specific on some things, but not everything. What kind of things are we going to be thinking about? Well, first of all, um, we want it to be a podcast that helps people. Mm. So if there are things that you particularly think we ought to be tackling, do drop a line to producer Joel. Mm. So joel at fiec.org.uk. He'd love to hear from you. Joel or joel.murray? Just joel, joel at. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just there we joel. Are. Joel at. There we I are. knew that because I sent him lots of emails. Okay, fine. Um, so joel at fiec.org.uk. We'd love to hear from you. Because we know we do actually want it to be useful. Yeah. Um, the most listened to episodes tend to be the news items. So we're carrying on with those mm. um, with old man John's um, <laughs> cultural analysis. Oh, John. Not here today. He's on holidays. He's, He's not, not here, here to defend, defend himself. himself. Um, he is empirically older than me. So there we are. <laughs> Um, he'll be really cross with me for saying that. So um, I, I repent. I repent publicly. Um, so we'll carry on with that. So some other things coming up. Um, we're going to do uh, a podcast on helping people with sight loss. Oh, that's an interesting topic, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because um, so here where we are in Market Hub, we've got Talk Trust for the Blind. That's right. A Christian yeah. charity yeah. Um, who, who, who help yeah. people with, with sight loss. How, how, how do we get into that? How do we want to help people with, with that? Well, I don't want to spoil it. Okay, fine. 
Um, we've got, who are you planning what, to speak to? We've got someone from the Torch Trust yeah. coming to speak okay, to us. Great. And we're hoping to have someone who um, suffers with sight loss himself mm. come and contribute. Uh, we've got a number of people in the church here mm. in Harborough. Mm. I mean, actually, it's really important to think about, as, as, as church leaders, how do we serve the breadth of people that are in church? Mm. And there are different issues. We did a very brief, um, and probably we need to come back to this subject, uh, thing about children with autism. Yeah. And um, very very well received podcast. We need to come back to that subject, I think. So we need to be thinking all the time, don't we, about the people who are in front of us and how we serve them. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be thinking about that. Along those lines, we're also going to be thinking a little bit about um, how we help people with same-sex attraction. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be doing that with Andy Robinson from Living Out. Uh, we've got some plans to do some podcasts on anti-Semitism, which I think is a hot topic, yep. and, and rightly so. We need to be thinking clearly about that. Um, Julian Gadsby from London Institute for Contemporary Christianity is booked in, and um, we want to be exploring how we help people live their Christianity out in the workplace? Mm. How do we as leaders um, help them? And that's that's a really important question for us as leaders because very often we're one step removed from the workplace. We've, yeah. uh, we've forgotten what it was like to be yeah. in a secular workplace yeah. and that's that's really important. Mm. And then mm. I think there are just lots of pastoral issues, transgenderism, things that are coming up that we really need to be wrestling with. Um, and then one or two lighter moments along the way as mm. well, I hope. So yeah, lots of lots of topics. The, the transgender debate, uh, let's just touch on that for a moment. So um, you said something before we, we started recording, which I think was really helpful, which is actually these things all feel like debates to be issued until you're presented with the reality in a church setting. Uh, that, that, just explore yeah, I mean, that I, with me well, for a well, moment. I remember very clearly um, as a very green pastor, um, having a very clear idea in my mind of what, what I believe about marriage and divorce. Until I was presented with my first really tricky pastoral situation, yeah. which which was a couple who weren't married but had been together for thirty years, twenty years, um, and had three children, um, and she, but he, he wasn't a Christian. She was a backsliding Christian. She mm. suddenly came back to the Lord. Mm. Now, what do you do with a couple yeah. like that? Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of questions about you know are they married? Are they not? Um, what do you think a godly life is in those circumstances? Just she just leave her, mm. her partner and children and yep. and and suddenly um, you realise that when it comes to actually real people in front of you, you you've got to have the groundwork of what do we believe about this? What do we believe about that? But you've also got to have the pastoral wisdom mm. to be able to apply those truths. And I think one of the challenges with transgender questions. And in fact, lots of these pastoral questions is that we we have lots of debates about what we believe about, um, you know, in, in the classroom, if you like, what the A, B and C of these questions are. But we don't really do the hard graft of thinking, how do we apply pastoral wisdom in that circumstance? And and I think another good example of that is complementarianism. Mm -hmm. That, you know, if, there's, if another book is written about what we believe about complementarianism, I think I'll tear my hair out and look like you, Phil. Um, but Rude. actually, people are beginning now to write books. And in fact, in fact Graham Bynes yeah, has written yeah, one with Jane Tour, Tour yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, about how do you apply that into yeah. church life? It's, oh, it's so needed. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think we've got to move from um, just um, theology to pastoral theology. Yeah. Yeah. that actually applies what you know into the context where we live. And I think that would be one of the challenges with transgenderism. You know, so you know, if you have someone who's self-identified as a man um, and he's converted and wants to think about church leadership um, but was born a woman, you know, what do you do with yeah. that? I, I, These are the practical questions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, real real yeah. people made in the image and that, of God. by the way, is a real yeah. question. Absolutely. That's what we've been dealing with yeah. this year. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and that, um, the other thing to say about this year, Phil, is we're still 100. Yeah, we were 100 last year. We're still we're, we're 101 <laughs> in November. So, yeah. But we are, we are, we are still celebrating, aren't we? So we, 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 are. we had to postpone our anniversary service from October because of the rail strikes. It's now yes. happening. So on that the, won't be a problem again. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so we're, we're, we're now gathering on the 22nd of April, which is a Saturday, Saturday afternoon at Westminster yeah. Chapel. Yeah. Um, I think service is at 3.30. 
Um, I'm Sometime to, in the afternoon. Yeah, I'm looking to Joel for confirmation. It was yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he doesn't yes. know either. It's on the website. Do do stop. But we need to know how many are coming along so we can cater properly. It'd be great to see as many people there. Yeah, as and actually, possible. if you've if you've had folk in your church, um, perhaps who have been serving in the FIC in the past in different ways, um, it'd be great to see them. We want it to be. We want it to be a recognition, really, and to honour those mm. who have served over lots and lots of years. Mm. And and lots of our churches will have people who have quietly served in different ways. They've helped Absolutely. out at conferences and mm. stewarding mm. And, and serving. And, yeah. you know, when we were at, I don't know, Patheli mm. or... Mm. It's a great opportunity to like honour that. those who've gone before, who've laid the foundations. And yeah, that's right. You see to keep yeah, that's right. It's just really yeah, helpful, So 22nd of April, that will be. Yeah, yeah, I think the service is at 2.30. I think we'll be done by okay. 4 o'clock. Did that that's come in how... your ears? Uh, no, it didn't. I think I've just remembered. So I think we're, we're wrapped up by okay. 4 o'clock. So uh, yeah, so, so we're just working towards that. Yeah. So yeah, And Pray for 100 on. is yeah. ongoing as well, Phil. Yeah. So Pray for 100 is our, the way we really want to commemorate um, the 100 years is by looking forward and praying for 100 mm. mission mm. initiatives. Mm. So there's a little book, which if you came to the Leaders' Conference, you would have got... We also sent one to every church and um, we'd love churches to order a number of copies that they want to use in their church. We're, we're happy to give one to every member. Mm. Um, so we're republishing that um, at the beginning of this year. There's a form online. We'll put the link on. Yeah. Um, and we'd love churches to say, yeah, I'd love 100 copies. I'd love um, 80 copies, 20 copies. I'd love 500 mm. copies if you're mm. a larger church. Mm. Um, and what we'd love to do is just get churches praying for the breadth of what's going on in FIC. It seems to us that that's the best way to mark mm. A centenary actually is to commit ourselves to this ongoing work together. And it's wonderfully encouraging. So I was at a church at the beginning of December, visiting them about potential FIEC affiliation. And I took a bunch of the Pray for 100s along. We sat in small groups, we prayed. And it was wonderful because people were flicking through it and they knew some of the churches yeah, in there. Yeah, and yeah. they were saying things like, oh, my daughter went there when she was at uni. Let's pray for that yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. And people are just really excited to make those connections. Mm. And I think that's just a brilliant way. It of, is thrilling, isn't uh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah of, exactly of marking, right. marking 100 yeah. years. We'll so. also, um, just worth saying uh, over the year, We'll be serving at lots of different events. Yeah. One of the ways we can serve our churches is by serving at events that people from our churches go to. Mm, mm. So um, uh, you, you may see us at uh, Bible by the Beach, Paul Mallard's speaking there. Um, you may see us at Keswick. Lots of people from the FIC involved at Keswick. And we're very um, uh, fond of our friends at Keswick and all the hard work they do there. Mm, mm. Um, Word Alive. And the European Leadership Forum, it's worth mentioning that. Um, so it tends not to be on our radars. It happens in Poland. The Euro mm. European Leadership Forum gathers leaders, younger leaders from all around Europe. And actually, if you're thinking about how can I get some mentoring, how can I get some training, that could be a really good thing to yeah. plug into. Not least because it gives you exposure to what's going on across Europe, but actually gives really exciting. Mm -hmm. um, so um, a few of us, uh, John, uh, Jonathan Bond, John Stevens, and myself, we, we help out at that. And um, if you wanted to be part of that, uh, drop me a line in the office. I'll be happy to chat to you about it. Lots going on then in 2023. Adrian, thanks so much uh, for filling us in on some of that stuff. We look forward uh, to the year ahead. It's worth, and it's we worth saying. For it. Phil, that was going to be my outro. What no, was going no, on there? I, I, I don't want to have the last word. It's worth saying that the thing we're hoping for most of all is that our churches will flourish. And grow. And that people will become yeah. Christians. So what do we want? We want people to be added. Yeah. Um, you know, just think of that wonderful phrase oh. in Acts, um, those, um, you know, who believe the message, they, those who were added daily to the number who were being saved. We, we'd, we'd love to see conversions and we want to see saints built up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, when we talk about churches flourishing, we're thinking about healthy church cultures. We're thinking about leaders being raised up, but especially we're thinking about people being saved with the good news mm -hmm. and people growing in their faith in Christ Jesus. And all of this that we've talked about, that's all a means to an end. Mm -hmm. And uh, none of that is a thing in itself. And I, and I think once we start believing that all this stuff is a thing in itself, we get up ourselves a little bit and it's really unhelpful, mm. really unhealthy, in fact. The means only 
to a greater end, which is to see the church of Christ Jesus flourish. That's an even better outro. So Psalm 115 verse one to you, Lord. Yeah, that's right. Excellent. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. This has been Independence, the FIEC podcast. Uh, Do rate, leave a review um, so that others uh, can find it. And if it's been helpful, uh, do share it as well. Adrian, thanks for chatting. Young Adrian. Yeah, young Adrian. (laughs) Happy New Year. Happy New Year. uh, And we look forward to seeing lots of you through 2023.